What I do is inconsequential. Why I do what I do is I get to shorten people's journeys every day. What I love about our hospitality industry is that it's our mission to make people feel cared for while on their journeys. Together, we'll explore what hospitality means in the built environment, in business, and in our daily lives. I'm Dan Ryan, and this is Defining Hospitality. Today's guest is an innovative industry leader. He's a hospitality guru. He's Senior Director of Design and Project Management for Luxury Brands at Marriott International. He's an architect by training and a converted admirer and raving fan of interior design. Ladies and gentlemen, Osvaldo Arios. Osvaldo, welcome. Hello, how are you? Welcome. It's so good to see you. Um, I don't know if many people know, but I think what I'm most intrigued about with you, because like one of my heroes, as far as the independent or the lifestyle boutique hotel world is Ian Schrager. And you came out of the blue with very little or no hospitality experience. You can clarify that in a second to help kind of pilot the launch of Edition Hotels, which was the joint venture between Ian Schrager and Marriott. And I think, and this also comes up a lot in these conversations where it's this idea of rookie smarts. It's having someone come in with no experience, but you have the skill set to like execute vision and create space, um, but having a fresh perspective and no baggage to help create this incredible thing that addition has become. And now, um, how did all that happen? Like, how did how did you wind up coming from no hospitality experience to really championing an incredible um, initiative, which is Edition Hotels, within our industry? And I would say a transformative um, initiative within our industry, especially because to me, what's also so unique about it as well is, you know, Ian Schrager was just kind of always out in his own world. And Marriott's this huge corporation. And I don't know, it just seemed so cool to bring those two things together to create this unique experience. How did it all come to be? Yeah. Well, first of all, let me um, thank you for having me over, having me in, in the podcast today. Um, you know, it's been, I've been with, uh, with uh, Edition for about 15 years now. So it's, it's been a long ride and it has had many, many changes up and down. But uh, the way it started, so, uh, my my um, background is in architecture, so I went to school in uh, architecture school in um, Venezuela. Got a funny degree there. Uh, then I moved to the U.S. to do some uh, master studies, and you know, just look, try to look for some different. Uh, so I was pretty much basic on the traditional or or train of the traditional way of architecture. So I was doing, you know, I did some design work and master planning, uh, retail planning, a little bit of everything, you know, like when you're in architecture, do whatever comes in, correct? Um, and then through a friend of mine that I did some work with in my old firm, and she was now working in Marion on the interior design side of Marion, she reached out to me and said, hey, you know, there's rumors here about, you know, a new brand and they're looking for somebody. You know, are you interested in all that? So, well, you know, that sounds like got me up an interesting change, you know, after you've been doing the other stuff for a while. And um, so I went and interview, uh, uh, and then 
find out, you know, the, the company had these plans to create a new brand, actually from the scratch in the company. And they were looking for somebody that didn't have any preconceptions on, on any of hospitality um, design. In my previous life, I've done very, very little hospitality in terms of, and, and always from the architectural point of view, you know, of the planning, uh, but really, really uh, nothing significant. So, um, so I met him, uh, you know, the, the hired manager and, and, you know, got to know the idea and then more and more know about it, it became more intriguing. Um, keep in mind that this is when Marriott was, it's not like a Marriott you have right now, which has, you know, 35 brands and there's a lot of lifestyle uh, brand component in the, in the company. This was very, um, the company was still very much like a Marriott in a courtyard and, you know, very the core of, of our business. So um, there was this idea about creating the boutique hotel. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, the idea of this partner with this guru of, uh, of uh, boutique hotel design, you know. And, I mean, to be honest, I was just, it's all new to me. So it was, it was, it was pretty, pretty neat. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, the, the idea, you know, um, Marriott wanted to create this boutique brand, but they didn't want it to be anything like the brands we had before. Uh, the, the history goes that Mr. Marriott went to, um, was presented the opportunity. He was reluctantly, he, you know, he was much more conservative in a sense. Um, and this was kind of a little bit out there. Um, so uh, a little bit, I think like if you go back 15 years when that's there, I don't think it's a little bit. I think it's, it's so far out there that to bring these two totally different worlds together is like, I would say revolutionary. It, it was so it's surprising and crazy. It was, uh, it, it was crazy. I mean, it's, it's funny. We have some presentations of the brand where you have the two of them, you know, portraits of the, the two of them at the same you, you realize how, how drastic the, the difference was. But, uh, but what happened, what did it, I think, it was uh, Gramercy Park Hotel. So in those days, Gramercy Park was just open. It was a really uh, a big success um, in the design world. Of course, everybody, you know, everybody was so interested. And it's, it's, I mean, it's a beautiful hotel. Uh, and I was so, uh, you know, um, almost uh, like a scenography. You know what I mean? Like, like a theater set, you know, was so, so intense. Uh, so Mr. Mayor went and visited the, the property uh, and toured the hotel and made we and all that. So long story short, I wasn't there, but um, that was what convinced Mr. Mayor to move ahead with the partnership and kind of like to see, you know, this is something that could work. So back to, to my role. So that's when I started, you know, we, you know, one of the first things that we did is we went up to meet with Ian and go see Gramercy Park and to Gramercy Park and all that. And uh one of the basic things that, that I was told as part of the early team at the beginning is that we want to have a hotel that doesn't look like a Marriott, doesn't feel like a Marriott, doesn't, <laughs> that people doesn't know it's a Marriott. It's just from the fact that we wanted something different. So we wanted some, something that wasn't tainted by, um, you know, uh, old habits and old rules and, and uh, you know, that the, this should be like this done because it's always been done this way type of uh, attitude, you know? This is where we do things, you know. So I couldn't bring that any lab because I've never done it. So it was a, it was a perfect match. And uh, the, the interesting thing about it is uh, working with Ian and working with his team is that uh, 
they will question a lot of our, our, our standards. You know, we have a, a big book about, you know, Bible of standards. Um, and um, they will question a lot of these things. You know, why do you have to do this? Why is the reason why, you know, which was really interesting for me being early on in the process that I have to really think well, about it. And- actually, that's that's really incredible to hear because they brought you in as having, I mean, you have, you've experienced hospitality before, but from what I heard, what I heard from you speaking earlier is as an architect or as a designer, like you, you never worked in that space. Right. So you're getting this crash course to bring these two things together. Immediately. I'm hearing you say that the Schrager team is like, why are all these standards the way that they are? And you're there kind of as the the go-between with having no experience, I guess like, how did you define, and I want, I want to get more into the story as well, but like, how did you define hospitality before that first meeting and getting all those standards and dissecting them? And then over the 15 years, how has your definition of hospitality um, evolved? Well, it changed a lot. Definitely. I mean, before I would say before, um, before I started working in Maryland edition, my hospitality idea was more of a, you know, the traditional hospitality, the really, you know, overdone spaces and very impressive, you know, straight stairs dripping down into the lobby and all that, you know. Uh, and that was kind of like the image that you have, you know, the, um, you know, the fancy restaurant with tablecloth and everything perfectly laid out and all that around you and, and this. Uh, so when I started up, you know, or after I've been doing, um, working on edition for a while, it's changed so much because now uh, the way I see now hospitality and hospitality is more of a, um, it's a combination between, you know, what you feel and, and the experience that you get into the space. And that is combined design, combined service, you know, every little piece of it, uh, the way that somebody talks to you and so the way that, uh, that this space feels and smells and um and in the I, I think that the the big difference is that uh, you have to combine all these pieces together uh really carefully you know it's, it's one of the things that we do i think very well in in our brand is that uh, we have very close team that works together the operation part of the team with the design part of the team mm. but we are really careful about how things work seamlessly and uh, you, you kind of, in a way, you're kind of providing the stage for this, for the for the staff to do the work and all that, you know. And you do it now. So, so it's so it's like you just said something interesting. You were providing a stage for them to do that. It is a stage because it, you know it, it is a little bit of like that's what you're doing. You you're doing a stage for staff. You're doing a stage for people to to a little bit of perform and sit down and enjoy the space, enjoy a bar, enjoy a lobby. But the whole thing is. You know, the light of it, you know, for example, is a really important piece um, for us. You know, that you will see, for example, you go when you go into our uh, reception and to the check-in desk that, you know, in some hotels you have these really beautiful plants or whatever, or this in the back artwork piece, you know, that and, and our registration is very focused on the person that is going to talk to you, you know, the, mm. the stuff that's going to receive, you know, that, and everything is just kind of like a little bit of background to that experience instead of trying to grab the attention from the experience. So 
when I when you first started talking about you, you know your initial just how you experienced hospitality not as a designer I got the sense that it was um a lot of this grand over the top luxury flat pressed tablecloths and then I heard it kind of transform into this idea of a stage right for a stage for the guests a stage for the the team working there um and and the overall experience so that's a that's a very different journey from your original like just the the how you identified hospitality when when you began to where you are now or to where you've evolved now where you are is like how do you define hospitality now after these 15 years of experience of merging these two really different um ideas of hospitality together yeah a hospitality in general you mean yeah it's uh um, you know, it it is you know it's one of the one of the, the amazing things about working in hospitality is like the ingredient of the people that work in the hotel is so important. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, on on the luxury side of things, you know, and, and I don't know it's because maybe the change in in people's you know, or in, in the population age maybe changes. There's a lot of younger people. Mm. And for luxury level things, so so you get into a, a lot more. It's almost like I said, an informal luxury experience in hospitality, um, but is um, it informal, but um, in a sense, you know, for example, and uh, to explain a little bit better on on, on the dish, we always talk about things for what they are, you know, in, in a. In, in the old-fashioned or, or a more traditional luxury property, you call in-room dining, for example. In addition, we call it room service. You know, we're more, it's, it's more like straightforward. It's more like, you know, it is what it is, move on, you know. It's security, guys, not the loss prevention, whatever, whatever. It's just a security person on the property, you know. So we, we try to be a little bit more, less or less of that type of, uh, you know, um, all like we, we think it's old fashioned luxury, a little more more modern contemporary way to do it. But that doesn't mean that it's not a sophisticated space or it is a, you know, there is a lot of carefully, you know, um, attention to detail and things, you know. But it is in a different level. Um, why do you why do you think actually before I ask that question, so in hearing the vision of of Mr. Marriott to kind of make this deal happen with Schrager mm-hmm. to do addition. It's, you know, you had the old school Marriott, then this new addition thing, new, it was almost like the, the spear point of a new direction that now Marriott has what, like 30 something brands. They've really filled in the whole spectrum of lifestyle, independent, all the way to luxury, all the way to back, like that, that from the courtyard, all the way up to, the addition or St. Regis or, or what have you. Um, but I think it was an important um, trailblazing move to help get Marriott to where they are now. Why do you think for such an important endeavor, that spear tip of you, if you will, of this new evolution, why do you think they would put someone like you in there with no experience of hospitality? Because I think... It, then again, I think that's that's the whole idea, not to get um in, in one way to to let Ian be the stronger P 
piece of the of, of the team in the sense that you know not getting into the into the into the you know doing things the way they they usually done and more learning from what he brought to the team. You know what I mean? That, that the idea at the time was like you know we need to we need to absorb this and and, and make sure they protect this brand from um, from the rest of the operation. You know I mean it's, it's a big company so it's uh, and having this separate kind of secluded team and, and and you know for the for a long time we were kind of like a little bit quieted because we didn't have any properties open and we're still trying to figure out uh, the way we do things and the way and, and from a development point of view or you know it's it's hard to start a property uh, or start a brand with having nobody uh, knows about it you know because everybody comes after they've seen some you know of outside owners and interested developers, but you don't have anything to show for it. It's very hard to to uh, to do it. So for the longest time, we were, we were working on a set of feasibility mode, looking at properties. We got these very quietly. You know, we used to be called the boutique hotel in, in the company. We didn't have a name even by then. So so um, how, how long was that before? Okay, so you came in, you interviewed, you got hired by Marriott to be yeah. the outsider. How long did that onboarding for you at Marriott last before you got um, indoctrinated into um, Schrager's world? Oh, that started right away. I mean, like I tell you, we met Ian uh, and his team the, for the first couple of months after it started. So oh, wow. It was just a starting point um, that we, we took from there. Uh, uh, and then, know, uh, well, wait, just, just to build on that one. So it was a... You met the you met with that team pretty much right away, and yeah. then how then you you have to concept and come up with this and kind of sell the vision to outside developers and owners. How long was it from when you first connected with them till you had your first shovel in the ground, so to speak? It's, uh, oh, you know, it probably went about a I'll say about a year and year or so that we went through the whole process of, you know, we had standards, can we adapt the standards to this brand? And, you know, do we want to have standards, you know, question every little piece of it, coming up with an ideal program for a hotel, what it should have or it shouldn't have, you know, looking at other hotels to see, should we map, uh, model after uh, Gramercy Park or after any other, uh, you know, uh, type of property was, what should be a room size? You know? Should we have a uh, separate toilets in the bathrooms, you know? All, all that kind of like you know, trying to decide um, how the the brand should should you know be and what the program should be and before even how it's going to look, you know? uh, and and then and then also, so actually to me I'm surprised to put these these two different parties together, then to just go and to have a shovel in the ground after nearly one year, and all that concept that seems like super fast to me. Um, and that's fast, yeah. That's really impressive. And he was, what was it? What was it like when you first met um, Ian and his team? Like, what, 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 what? If you go back into your memory, like, what did that? Yeah. What did that feel like? You've been indoctrinated a bit in the Marriott onboarding, right? And then you're you're introduced to there. What was that first experience like? It was it was very exciting, to be honest. I mean, by the time I was there, I already you know. Um, knew more about Ian and the work he's done and all that. And, uh, and of course I was very impressed and, and admired the, all the work he has, you know, developed through the years. 
So it felt like a little, like, you know, you, you're like, you're in a really important place in time. You know what I mean? This is a great opportunity. This is a, you know, you kind of get the sense that this is, doesn't happen every day and doesn't happen for everybody, you know? So, yeah. so it's, it's a pretty, pretty good feeling to have. Um, so a feeling of like inspiration and, and excitement. Yeah. This is something big we're going to be doing here. You know, this is something new, this is something big, uh, you know, you feel like you're in a very special spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then was there anything, like, if you were to look at the Osvaldo from before that indoctrination in the Shra- with the Schrager team, like, and specifically Ian, because I see him as such, like, a visionary, different thinker. Yeah. Like, how how has that singular person changed the way you look at things? Um. I will say, you know, like like what a little bit of what I was telling you before about the way you see the whole luxury, um, you know, luxury design and luxury experience on a hotel, you know, that's definitely changed since I've seen it. And and also, um, I would say, you know, give me a little bit of window into into perhaps a world that I wasn't too familiar with, you know, in terms of design, high level design, you know, having the opportunity to work with very good designers. Um, and really being involved in the on the process, you know, to a certain mm-hmm. level, working as a team with them. Um, you know, to, just to give you a little bit of history, for example, we started our first project that we worked on. It was a project in Waikiki called the, the Waikiki Edition. It was like mm-hmm. Yabukushu design. So first time, you know, working with a, with a firm like Yabukushu, which is really, really interesting. Um, and, and honestly, learning a lot about what they were doing and how they were approaching things and all that and, and you know the beautiful level of drawings they had and so much detailing you know coming from an architectural point of view with you know, the details are more like construction details and window flashing and this and that suddenly you are in detailing of pieces of furniture and this is so it's so interesting and so like you know going to much level of detail that I that I, I wasn't used to that I found that really 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 um engaging you know um, that's amazing especially as a as a trained architect where it's all about the details right yeah. who was it who said god is in the details is that Mies van der Rohe or someone like that Must yeah but like but, i yeah. feel like and that but that's really that is that where your appreciation that the ideas of stage really made you that kind of convert and raise raving fan of interiors I think so. And, and, and you know what? The, the part of it is, is which I think Ian and, and the edition team does really well, is that uh, the design is based, is, is what we call an architectural design, which sometimes I, I don't like that expression, but it means the architecture is really important on, on, on what you're designing. You know, for example, if you see one other uh, or some of our hotels, you'll see that there is a stair that is really iconic. You know, we have it in, um, in a uh, Clock Tower in New York, where one of the first he asked you to come out to the restaurant, and there we did some other times. The last one that uh, we did was in Madrid Edition, which is actually the stair that takes you from the drop off to the lobby, which is in a different level. And uh, it's just a beautiful square space, wooden space with a wide stair coming out of it, you know. So it is it is very architectural because there's no pieces of furniture, there's no, it's just not that, you know, I mean, there is no details added to it. It's just the basic 
architecture that's giving you the wow and uh, and, and that sense, you know, the way it's lit. Uh, the one you took when you went to um, make you feel you want to go up the stairs and see what's out there, you know. Uh, so it is um, it is an architectural kind of a way to look at things. And, and mm. you know, like when I was talking about the other or the more traditional uh, luxury design, it's more about what you add to the space. You know, you have a wall and you add this and then you add a pattern and let's say you put layers and layers of things. You know. Uh, in the work we do, there's not a lot of layers. It's just a very bold but simple statements, you know, on the space. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's something that I, I learned that I didn't, you know, or I learned to have the appreciation that I've done before. Uh, you know, the one thing that I always think is that, you know, to work on a brand like this um, and you're not the interior designer of the brand, you have to have a huge appreciation for what they're doing. Because in a way, you feel like you are protecting them in a little bit. Um, you know, you find yourself when I'm on, on my role about um, um, design management, project management, you're, you're dealing with, you know, the the air conditioning system, the plumbers, you know, the engineers and all that. And then you have the design team here trying to do this really perfect, beautiful work. And you're kind of like, you know, sometimes you get into like a protective mode because you know, you're fighting with an engineer. You know, you need that drill there, you know, but we're like, okay, how can we hide it? Can we, how can we make it better and all that? Because I know that for the design, it's a really important piece, you know. So it's, uh, I, I think that's part of um, the learning through the, through the process, through the, the work on addition. Um, and another really important piece of, of uh, I think, of our team. Um, and may maybe the designers will appreciate a little bit of this, is that uh, everybody has a role and everybody knows what the role is on the, on the overall piece. And um, that's really important. Mm. You know, the designer is the designer and, and then you have to protect the roles of everybody so you get a, a really much more um, stronger piece at the end of that. You know, you don't get a mishmash of a little bit of everything. Hmm. And have you always been, because I've heard you say protective a lot, it's almost like I'm getting the feeling that, you know, you're protecting this part to let that nurture or evolve or grow in some way. And then this one is you're nurturing over here and over here, but it all kind of comes together into this Congress of something very unique, which is what I think edition has. Were, did you always approach projects that way um no not previously to be honest not not uh until i started on this uh, on the edition um and hospitality path you know i've done all the work as a satchel edition as well as just hospitality in general but um but i think it's really important you know i think uh on, on the hospitality world what we and we as, as a married as a uh a Samir hospitality company, the, the, the big strength that we have is in the brands that we have, you know, that's, that's our company strengths and protecting those brands is, is, you know, mm. is what we should do mm. is, uh, you know, there's things, there's things that need to work, you know what I mean? But it doesn't mean that it needs to be obvious, but, but they, you know, their condition needs to work, the water has to be hot, you know, this, that needs to happen no matter what. But at the end of the day, what is going to bring the, 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 the people and, and the focus on the brands is what's happening, what you're feeling and what you're seeing, 
you know, as the interior design part, as the design of the spaces and the inside of the hotel. So uh, that's what I think we need to protect that. We need to all work towards that. Yeah. And then I know I, I asked a bunch of questions about, you know, how Schrager yeah. and his team helped Marriott and you evolve and grow and, you know, using that spear point as a, as a metaphor on the other side, if you were to ask Ian, having worked with Marriott and built this edition brand and how, how do you think Marriott, you and Marriott helped, um, helped Ian Schrager and his team evolve? <laughs> that's, that's a tricky question i guess i mean you have to ask them for sure but uh um i think through the years and through the process of doing things i think uh there's been a learning from both sides you know of course we learn a lot from from what they do and i think they also have learned from what we do in terms of you know um our expertise and uh on the hospitality world in terms of the operations in terms of the of the even to the physical, you know, like I was saying, it's it's, it's not what the guest comes first, you know, having the hot water on the in the building, but but how important that is as part of the the complex of the hotel, you know. I think they learned that part of it, and, and I will I would like to say that they have a bit more respect on on what that um what all that kind of machine behind the scenes is, is, is doing for the hotel, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah. Mm. And then, and then as you, as you know, as you're kind of on this path with Edition and Marriott going forward and how your experience has evolved and really looking at not only the details, but the experience of, of all these different elements of a stage, mm -hmm. um, and you look at the path you guys are path are paving forward, what's exciting you most about what lays ahead of you and Marriott? You know, um, I'll have to say, seeing addition growing and growing, you know, um, like I told you, when we started, we had one property in Waikiki, then we had another property in uh, in Istanbul, which was a really interesting project. Um, and then, so what happened at that time, then the recession came as a 2009 and 10, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, so at that point, the company decided to invest some of the money into pushing the, the brand forward, you know, because the, the market in general for, for owners wasn't, uh, was dried out because of the recession. So company went ahead and bought three buildings, one in London, the Burners Hotel, uh, the Clock Tower in New York, uh, and Madison Park, and then uh, in uh, Miami Beach, the Seville Hotel. And there were three existing buildings um, in which we renovated, you know. First was London, then Clock Tower, which was a really, really interesting project. Uh, this was, I don't know if you're familiar with it, this is a midlife building mm. uh, on Madison Square. That, so the tower itself is what the hotel is. And uh, from a technical... I, I used to live right around the corner. I was on 20th uh, and 7th, so I'm yeah. very familiar with the whole story, yeah. But yeah. keep going. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, the 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 tower was, you know, Bill was the tallest tower in New York for I don't know how long for, for months, maybe. But um, but the whole building was, yeah, it was a competition. But the whole building was the midlife building, and and then what happened is that uh, 
the company bought the, the tower only, of course, on the building. So it was a little bit of a surgical separation from the systems and all that, from the technical side to separate the tower from the, from the building itself. But the big challenge on the towers is such a small footprint. And then you have yeah. a whole hotel vertically. Guest rooms is not that hard in a sense that, you know, in small spaces, but when you get to the whole um, public spaces and functioning of the hotel, it becomes a big challenge because everything is vertical. You know, all the services back to us and all that is stuck in small areas all throughout, I don't know, 10 stores of the building on the back. So, um, so that was really, you know, that really gave, gave us a really uh, confidence internally to say the company is really committed to this brand and we're going to be developing, you know, we're going to put the money into it. Of course, the other side of it is, you know, developing these projects uh, with a company investment was a little bit more stressful than, than any other project. Because <laughs> yeah. you know, have a lot of eyes looking at what you're doing. But it, it was a beautiful experience and, and we're really happy with the project. So... You're you're look you're asking me what I look forward to and I look forward to to this brand and growing it more and more. Uh, you know we we're covering a really good um, piece of the piece of the business in terms of uh, uh, resorts. You know we have a resort in Bodrum that we did a uh, uh, up in Mega, but four years now before pandemic. So we did that project. It's doing really well. We did another one in China in Hainan Island called the Sanya Edition. It's doing really well, also. So, it's um, it's a little bit of a kind of organic growing, you know. You know, there's interesting places, and we go there, and we go, you know, the little team moves forward to there, to there, to there, and develop this this um, this hotel. But on the future, I just, I just, you know, I'm really excited to see how this whole thing grows and and the, and the brand really keep establishing itself and um, becoming this iconic thing, you know. Yeah, and then the growth is amazing. And if you look at if you look at the projects that are that can be spoken about that are on the horizon, are there any in particular that you're most excited about? Yeah, yeah. There's some that really. I mean, you don't want to play favorites. <laughs> no, you love yeah. you love all your children equally. <laughs> but uh, we have uh, we're working on one in Lake Como that is a really exciting project that we're, we're going to be working on um we we already started designing all that so that's really really exciting building is exciting the location is you know can compare yeah. uh so we have that one and you know that's this you know there's there's all the ones around we do another uh we have two more uh resorts in mexico one in canai which is going to open next year uh Beautiful, beautiful hotel sitting on mangroves. Um, wow. And then you just walk to the beach and come back and everything's like kind of floating into these green spaces. It's beautiful. So, you know, those those very, very uh, special places, whether those are going, that's, you know, that's something that, you know, that that is really, really exciting and see how it keeps going and going. And uh, Oswaldo, I know, I'm, I know you mentioned the complexity of, kind of partitioning off the clock tower from the rest of the MetLife building to do the New York edition. If you look back over all of the editions that you've worked on, wearing your architect hat and, and also describing all those details, which one do you think was the most challenging of all of them and why? Uh, clock tower for sure. 
Oh, really? Okay. It was really challenging building. Um, like I tell you, Skitty footprint, there was there was a historic building, so we needed to respect mm-hmm. the outside of the building. Internally, we only had uh, one floor that was preserved, which is where the restaurant is on the second floor. Mm-hmm. So that used to be the offices for the Medlife um, executive uh, staff. Uh, so there's some beautiful wood, you know, um, details and a huge fireplace and there were the, the main office for the CEO or whatever president was. Uh, but that was the most difficult one technically. I mean, one of the things, for example, we had to replace all the stairs because the mm-hmm. stairs didn't comply with code. So the, you know, it were some days that you went to the building and you look up and you'll see 10 stories space inside the building where the new stairs are going to be placed, you know, because you have to remove sections of the structure. You couldn't do it all at once because the building will, will oh my bubble. goodness. So you had to do it by section to section, then the other one, then this one, then the other one. I think so. Mm. Um, even the mechanical, the, the way the mechanicals um, have to be laid out, you know, it has to be drawn in, in a sort of metric in perspective to see how you could transfer the ductwork and all that or trend this. So it was a really, a really, um, exciting and difficult, and, and you know, we spend. We used to go to a, or our, our meetings every week uh, on Thursdays. You know, I spent the whole day on Thursday in New York to, you know, attending the meetings and all that. But it was was very exciting. It's, uh, wow. From an architectural point of view, it was really really interesting. And then seeing how the old interiors kind of layering into this space was really beautiful. You know, it's an amazing hotel. You mean? Um, I, oh yeah, I was actually yep. I just had drinks there a couple of weeks ago with a friend of mine, and um, it's it's awesome. I love it every time I walk into that. It's such an iconic property, and it's hard to believe that it's not that old. And it, I feel like it when I walk in there, I feel like it was always meant to be a hotel, and it's wild to me that it, that it isn't. So uh, if anyone ever has a chance, you're ever around Madison Square Park in New York city, just go, I highly recommend go check it out, see if some rooms are available and see, um, Osvaldo, as you're looking to the future and these new exciting projects that are on the horizon, um, and you're kicking them off. Cause I, you know, they're all architecturally interesting and have their own levels of complexity. When you get a new project on your table, what excites you most about a new project? And then what's also like, What's the most challenging part at the onset of a new project for you? So it's kind of that double-edged sword. It's super exciting, but from your experience and all the additions that you've worked on, yeah, yeah. this is the most this is the most challenging part of getting all these people to work together. Yeah, I think you know the the I mean the most exciting part, of course, is where the hotel is going to be. That's always you know the location is is a highlight, you know, um, and um, if you have an existing building. Even though you know it's going to be very complicated to resolve, it's always exciting about seeing an existing property and and going through it and seeing if we can see things in it. You know, so hiding the the building. I mean, the floor ceiling high is enough to get a room in there. Or can you get a lobby? Can we demolish this lab and get a larger space? You know that. <coughs> Excuse me. That's always very exciting. Um, uh, the hardest part is usually getting. Uh, the teams and donors to understand all the non-public areas that you need to to service a, a project well. <clears throat> you know what I mean? You get into 
you know, the, the, usually the first time you you see a set of drawings, you know, there's hardly any back of house. You know, there might be an office here, and then you know, housekeeping there, and that's it. And then, I mean, when you have a team that knows hospitality before, you know, they know what they're getting to. But uh, mm-hmm. most of the time, when you get an order, you have to like start stressing about um, how the whole machine works together. You know, um, and how you know always, you know insist on them, you know, so, and, and to the point about having a luxury experience, you know, a luxury experience requires a certain amount of spaces, a certain amount of people to, to deliver that experience. You know, you cannot deliver experience with, if you don't have the, the proper, uh, you know, uh, facilities back there, you know, if, if you have uh, that's, a, that's yeah. actually super interesting to me, because if you think about, if I were going to build an addition hotel, you know, it's a statement piece. It's all about using your stage metaphor that you brought up. It's a, it's a stage for all the guests and the neighborhood or location that's around to like, check out this really cool, new, unique property. But I'll also say, and I love that you talked about the back of the house, because from all the additions that I've been in, the people working there, it's that kind of different type of luxury you were talking about at the beginning of the conversation. I love that you said, oh, we got to really think about what's happening back at house because that's the stage you have to build for them because that's how you attract the right people that can, you know, be the the stagehands and the and the experience for the guests that are coming through because I don't know, I I remember, a, a, I don't know their names, but I, I just remember a lot of interactions with unique interactions with people that have worked at Edition Hotels. It, it must really help with... Um, the recruiting and and the overall culture of the properties as well. Yeah, you 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 hope so. I mean, I expect so that uh, you know our our um, operations team does a great job of on the, the part about the culture, the brand, and, and getting people and getting people really engaged and excited about what they're doing. You know, this this is not just a job. This is actually uh, you know, there's more than just a job and 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 uh, you know, sort of drinks in a bar. You know, there's a lot of it. Um, a lot more, um, and, and you got to get people that understand that and, and that enjoys that as well, you know, because you have to have an enjoyment that you can actually feel from there when you're saving you the drink or, or you know, helping you on the checking desk. Um, so they do a great job for that. Um, and, um, and, and the part of the design that we try to, you know, we try to pay a little bit of attention is that when you design in the, the back of house, you know, the changing rooms, you know, is something I always always insist with the, with the teams, you know, it's just, you know, so, you know, there's no difference. It's managed to the money. You do it in, in the bed, in the guest room upstairs. You know, you have to be able to put makeup on this. So don't give me a little bald and, and while exposed while in front of me, you know, so I mean, you have to really set up this nicely if you want somebody to be look great and, and they can feel they look great and then go back into the, into the hotel feeling that way. So it's, it's not part of that building that that um, it's a little bit of an experience if you think about it that way for the from the back of house. Of course, there's usually no budget for it. <laughs> so, yeah, so you're uh, you know there's no money for everything, but there is there's a lot of ways you can do it with a proper planning um, uh, to get you know a, a nice you know cafeteria or whatever uh, uh, employee cafeteria where, where there is not just the food but people can see it and check the emails and all that, the breaks, and, you know, it's a nice environment, you know. 
sometimes we like to say that uh, we we like to bring a little bit of the design of the hotel into the into the cafeteria downstairs. Uh, in some projects, you have used uh, materials left over from construction, or you know, there's some rejects, some repair has to be done. Just bring the material. We use it here. We can, you know, we can do something here with it. So, mm-hmm. so it's part of that. Uh, it's part of that. Um, bringing that uh, that experience to the place as well. You know. And so, then, oh yeah, keep going. One thing that you said that uh, that is definitely I learned a lot of working in Merit that you really get an appreciation for the people that work in the hotels. Uh, doing this work and going through the reopening process, and you know everybody's kind of you know uh, on deck trying to uh, finish it and helping. What I can do, what I can do, you know, when you're on the fast and on those last few days, um, the reopening. So you really develop really strong relationships with the teams and the GMs and all that. So it's it's really a it's really a team effort that goes beyond the front house. Totally, yeah. I, opening hotels is it's amazing, like. You're basically handing over the keys to this incredibly complex machine that is still figuring itself out, all the different systems, all the different people, just getting everything to work in Congress so that when a guest walks in and it's really just a, they don't notice anything, um, it, that's a real art. And all those all those teams that specialize in the opening of hotels, I mean, they're they're a really interest like a very rare breed of people. Because it's not only the the crucible of the schedule to open, but you're also troubleshooting everything that could go wrong. It's insane. At the same time, you know what, what we call the you know the countdown time. You know the you know the the training that happens right before the open and all that. Is, you know we as as a part of the global design piece work kind of on site, but doing other things. You know, I mean, with the punch work and this and that, and solving last minute issues. But we get to um, to uh, witness and participate in some of that, and it's really, really uh, exciting. You know, when you meet everybody, and you know, there is there is uh, one part of the opening where the, uh, there is a fashion show with all the uniforms and all that, and this that is is so great. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, as well, though, if I were to do my, if I did my math correctly, you started with edition fifteen years ago, right? Yep. So is that 2007 or six? Seven, October 2007, actually. Oh, wow. So now that I keep in <laughs> you're better at math than you're better at math than me. Um, if if the Oswaldo I'm talking to right now were to stand in front of the Oswaldo who had no hospitality experience, basically was tasked with bridging the gap between this enormous hotel company and this really entrepreneurial, um, visionary boutique hotelier, what advice would the Oswaldo that I'm speaking to right now give the Oswaldo of 2007? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Advice, you know, I will say... Um, I would say, you know, really get, um, or somebody that were in that position, I would say, is really learn to absorb everything you can from, from this, from the EN team and the EN, uh, way of thinking and, uh, and the vision, uh, structure and all that, because, you know, this is, 
this is a, an opportunity that you know not everybody gets. So, you know, just realize where you are and enjoy it and, you know, absorb everything you can. <laughs> yeah. And and I know you absorbed it because you're you're still there and you're doing great work. And if you were to look at all the different things that you've absorbed, actually, before I think I go into the all the different things, do you think the Oswaldo of 2007 was as open to absorbing everything as the Oswaldo of now? Like, did you know what you were getting into with the Schrager team? Oh, no. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, like I told you, I mean, I, I was really new to the hospitality and the, even to the design, you know, I don't know how you call it, high level design or whatever you want to call it. Um, so, uh, no, I didn't know what was getting into it, you know. Uh, I was just trusting my instinct. I said, this is something interesting, something different to the, what I've been doing, so I'm going for it. Uh, but that's as much as I knew. And, and, and to be honest, I don't think a lot of people knew what the the end result was going to be or the, you know, the process was going to be. Was like everybody was kind of like, okay, let's do it. I'm talking about internally in merit, you know. Yeah. Um, let's do it. Let's try right. to figure it out. And it was kind of like, you figure it out. You figure it out. <laughs> and also, you know, kudos to Mr. Marriott for being able to kind of be the mad scientist of putting these two ingredients together too, right? So, so this was actually uh, as much as Mr. Marriott as uh, Arnie Sorensen's uh, um, baby. You know, I mm-hmm. think it was, he was crucial and he was really engaged in this brand. And, and I think he protected a lot of the brand, uh, you know, especially in the early days when, you know, there was a lot of, you know, internal discussions and this and we do this, you know, we're spending money on, on those three properties that, that is company money. Should we spend more money to do this and stuff? These things that are Ian thinks are valuable for the project. And I said, okay, maybe they're not as valuable. We need to be some of it, you know. So he was really um, critical in those discussions and, and, and having the vision, you know, he really had a vision for what this brand could be. Um, oh, see, okay, that's interesting because when we were first talking, I thought uh, I was picking up from you that it was um, Mr. Marriott. Um, but Arnie, I think the industry really misses him. No, oh, yeah. I, th- I think he was just an incredible visionary. Um, and I actually didn't realize that he was so protective in the birth of this brand as well to let it kind of nurture and throwing extra money at it. Yes, yes, he was. And, you know, mm. when, when I said about Mr. Meredith, because, you know, when, uh, in those days, uh, Arnie wasn't the CEO yet. Uh, what was his position then? Um, you know. Oh, you! I mailed you. <laughs> yeah, you emailed me that. But wow! So he he even as not the CEO stepped up and was like, "No, we have to, we have to protect this. This is part of the vision, and we have to make this happen. We have to birth this." Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, yeah, because I guess what I can remember, I, I have to, to let you know later what the roles exactly were. But Mr. Mayor was really involved in the whole process at the beginning when we were doing, for example, Club Tower. You know, we're doing mm-hmm. a clock tower. He was really involved, and we will sit down and review the plans and what are we doing on this floor? We'll do it on the top of the tower. How are you going to do that space and all that? So it was really engaged in that at that time. Mm-hmm. So it was, um, it was as much as uh, his, his input to the protection that uh, Arnie uh, provided to, uh, to the brand that was really important. 
Yeah. Wow. And then to th- well, also to use that kind of spearhead as addition as a, you know, the trailblazer for Marriott to kind of fill in all these other brands. Obviously, they acquired Starwood and that brought on a lot of brands as well that they had to, you know, figure out how it all worked together. Yeah. Um, I, I Yes, but I said you have to think about Marriott in 2007. It was yeah. A, it's a very different to what it is right now. Totally. Yeah. yeah exactly. It's a, it's nowhere near the same company. It's it's evolved so much. And that evolution and trajectory, I mean, so much of that was Arnie, right? And I, I've actually, I've never, ever, ever heard anything but just accolades or appreciation about Arnie Sorensen. Yeah. That's great, amazing. Great, great um, leader. And, uh, you know, I mean... You probably hear this many times, but you know, you were, you were walking on the hallway, but you know, and I see him on the hallway and you know, it's so, it's so warm and hello, how you doing? You know, there is always, you know, you felt like it was one of the other guys on the, on the building, even though he was a mini guy, uh, but, um, he was a very original person, you know, to get mm-hmm. that, you know, well, I, you know, I think going back to the beginning of the conversation where just Schrager and Marriott just seemed like such odd bedfellows, but it really, it, I, I, it really just paved the way for so much at the trajectory of Marriott and Marriott, uh, you know, being a cornerstone of, of our industry, right. Of the big brands, like they're definitely one of the, the, the biggest and really influential, but you know, there's so many of them all work together. I think it helped all the other ones kind of have to shift and kind of really think about what they do in the boutique um lifestyle space as well and it's just been an an incredible um evolution to watch and inspiration to watch it for everyone Uh, and it's really cool that you've been a part of it from the very beginning with 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 no preconceived notions and you just kind of jumped right in and it helped guide it yeah i feel very very fortunate actually to to have been on that spot (laughs) the right place at the right time i guess but uh yeah, it is. It, and, and, you know, you see how hard it is to actually create a brand from scratch. You know, it's just, it is a, it is a uphill battle and, and, you know, expensive and messy and, <laughs> but, uh, but a great experience. And then I guess another question is like creating a brand from scratch and how difficult it is if you were to stack up all the thing, all the difficult parts of making a brand as you look in the rearview mirror which one of those did you learn the most from or what was the most what was the most difficult part about building a brand and and how did you learn from that how did how did it help you grow i, th- I think you know for, for, from from a design point of view i think it's been you know it's been a, like I told you before, it's a, a little bit of an organic process. You know, if you look at the properties early on, uh, what he's not there anymore, but uh, if you look at that to to what Burns was in, in London to Clock Tower, there is a little bit, you know, from a, from a high level design point of view, there's a little bit of like trying to find a way to tap on the design. And then you can see how that kind of gets more and more focused as time goes by. Um, and I think we are at, in, we're now in a point where there is a much more stronger uh, brand uh, 
what you call an identity or brand uh, experience that perhaps wasn't as as, uh, as defined early on, you know. So so that's been a, a huge uh, learning that I appreciate, you know, in terms of, you know, putting together a brand, you know, let it, kind of let it happen and let it breathe and let it uh, finally reverse its own way um, in the, in that sense. The other things that I think is, is it's not a design piece, but, uh, you know, having the right partners to do it, you know, getting the right um, owners, you know, as, as you know, married the, the brass were the operators for the, I mean, the buildings were the operators uh, of the hotel. So um, having the, the, um, uh, the right partners that it, they're willing to invest and, and appreciate what you do is really important, you know, mm-hmm. the brand is, is, it's kind of like in some sense it's not a brand for everybody type of thing, you know, it's like, right. Uh, of it, also, it goes back to that old adage of, you know, when you're creating or when you're trailblazing or planning something, sometimes perfect is the enemy of good, right? You got to yeah. like get all those parts together and just get good going. And then yeah. it evolves into perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Although I would say we're really, really, uh, <laughs> Our owners will tell you that we really, really striving for perfect, but um, but it's part of you know, it's part of the process. You know, we we just want to have the best, the best that can be. You know, and then we really uh, we have learned from Ian and from his team to be really focused on detail and 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 not giving up a little bit in a sense. Like you know, like you said, you know, okay, it's not acceptable. It has to be better than that. You know, can we just okay? You know. This is not a, you know, this, that's, that's not what we do type of thing, you know? So, yeah. So that's, well, that's been, um, uh, an experience as well. A learning experience. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, well, Oswaldo, this has been really fantastic. If people wanted to learn more about addition or connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, just, you know, reach out to me, uh, LinkedIn, you know, I'm on LinkedIn. So, um, or I, I can also give you my, um, my email afterwards so you can post it somewhere so so people can check it out. But yeah, that's uh and we'll also put the edition um we'll put all the edition website up there so that people can see what's going on. I I recommend everybody that has an edition close by just go have a drink, go have a you know, if it's not um a stay at least a visit because it's really a good experience. So yeah I I I can vouch for that as well. (laughs) Um well as well though I wanna Firstly, thank you. I mean, this has just been really wonderful to kind of peer behind the curtain of how these two different ideas came together to create something really cool and and kind of open up bandwidth and yeah. and experience to what what else is possible. And again, like from 2007 to now, it's Marriott is just so it's a different different whole different world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. This has been great. I mean, it's, it's kind of fun to go back, you know, uh, in time and just think about things, you know, you, your questions are making me kind of like uh, put things in context and kind of like <laughs> revisit things and all that. So it's great. Oh, wonderful. And also, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't thank our listeners. Um, again, we keep growing. People are really into all these conversations that we're having. Every week we get a little bit bigger. So uh, thank you. And if this has changed your perception on what hospitality is and how to create spaces where hospitality flourishes or new ideas of what hospitality are. Please share the podcast with a friend because we've been growing by word of mouth. 
So uh, everyone, thank you. And we'll see you next time.